On Spotlight today on KRWC, our first Tuesday of January, first Tuesday of the new year, and on the first Tuesday of each month through the school year, we talk with uh, District 877 Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Scott Tillman, who joins us. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year, Tim. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, nice to uh, chat with you. It's been, boy, it seems like uh, quite a long time since we talked here, I guess. The uh, stretch of weeks in between just fell just right, so we got almost five weeks ago since we talked. But yeah, um, and we're already kicking off and going. Um, we're deep into this year, and uh, part of what um, uh, happens on an annual basis in the first meeting of the month for uh, the the school board is their organizational meeting and. Um, at that meeting, it's required by law, the first uh, meeting of, of January, the um, board has to elect officers to represent the school district, uh, school board, and um, those are uh, the chair position, the vice chair, the clerk, the treasurer, and then we have an acting uh, clerk-treasurer position in case one of those folks couldn't make a meeting and, and documents need to be signed. And so that'll be on um, on Monday, the 13th, the organizational meeting um, for the board, and then they'll determine their committee assignments. There's about uh, 13 um, standing committees that the board um, is assigned to, as well as the negotiation um, assignments. Um, so that is um, um, getting right back into the the business part of it for our school board that that'll be the first thing on on their agenda next week Monday, and that board meeting it will be held at uh, Katanka um, Elementary STEM School, and um, part of that agenda that um, besides having the organizational meeting, uh, they'll begin to look at the the first snapshot for the 2020-2021 school district. It's or a school year, it's um, uh, hard to believe we're saying 2020 already, um, and, and time is passing so quickly. Um, but um, what will happen there is our director of finance and operations, will, Mr. Gary Kaluski, will present information about um, the financial projections. And those uh, financial projections are based on, um, primarily on uh, what our enrollment count was at um, on October 1st, and also the birth rate um, for Wright County, and then um, he, and housing starts and what we think is going to happen in, in the 157 square miles that is the Buffalo Hanover Montreal School District. And then Mr. Kaluski uses um, an enrollment software uh, enrollment projection software um, that takes into consideration a lot of different um, 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 factors when they look at the enrollment. What is um, what is the rate of one cohort? Meaning, you know, if we have 454th graders and they roll over to fifth grade, how many are going to remain here? Or what has the past history been? Have we gained students going from fourth to fifth grade or from kindergarten to first grade or fifth to sixth, eighth to 
behind. Uh, it takes into all um, takes in all of those uh, factors and helps him with the projections because that is what really helps the board uh, determine what what the finance um, financial picture is going to be because we uh, the school district receives dollars based on uh, student uh, enrollment. And we don't know that until the first day of school, but um, with the projection software, um, the enrollment projection software, it helps to give a better picture. This year, we're within just a couple of students. So um, that is a very sophisticated software that helps um, our our finance and operations director, Mr. Kaluski, make um, uh, make the projection, and then we have to wait until September, uh, the first Tuesday after uh, Labor Day, to see if if the if it was accurate. And we're making those um, projections um, in January, and so at the end of the month, um, after making his report on the 13th at the workshop of financial projections, then the board will adopt the assumptions that they want to work off of for January 27th, and then everything will keep being refined as we go through, ultimately to um, uh, make the final approval of the 2020-2021 school district budget, which will happen, um, has to happen before June 30th, and we'll all, we always do that at the last board meeting in June. Um, so there's a lot of things that are, we just finished up the audit report in October and November, excuse me, and then we're right into taking the data from October and projecting into the next year. So Mr. Kaluski is always working in um, usually three fiscal years, the previous year and the current year and the the future year, um, all at one time as, as they're, they're working with the data. And then we find out what's going to happen at the Capitol. And uh, this year they'll be starting in February because it's the second year of the biennium. Um, and so we'll see what happens there. Um, Good news in the November forecast, um, looking at um, exceeding expectations by $1.6 billion, and um, knowing that the, the state has a, a fund balance, a rainy day fund of $2.3 billion, um, what I read is that they're going to add another $300 million to that, that fund balance, so they'll be up to $2.6 billion in, in that fund balance. Um, considerably higher than uh, 20 years ago, where they had about 350 million in there. So, or, or excuse me, 265 million um, about 20 years ago. So, um, quite a change. Um, and so, we'll know um, by May if the district will receive any additional funding based on the surplus. That the state has, um, but as the um, the financial planning, we base that uh, primarily on uh, enrollment projections as we go into the next year. And 
um, beginning in January also, um, all of the registrations take place for at the high school and the middle school. And middle school's schedule is um, pretty is pretty fixed compared to the high school, where they have more uh, electives to choose from. Um, and we're going through that process right now with uh, Mr. Mishke and the high school staff and um, proposed courses that uh, they would like to offer our high school students. Um, it happens at the middle school every once in a while, um, but primarily. It is uh, a function of the high school on an annual basis because some courses are dropped. We have um, uh, 37 courses that we offer um, that are college credit-bearing courses that we offer at at Buffalo High School. So students don't have to leave the um, campus, don't have to leave the building to earn college credit. And... um, we have uh, projections of saving parents on an annual basis uh, here at the high school about $1.8 million um, in saved costs of uh, saved college tuition costs for parents So, um, and students, for that matter, if they're paying their own way through college. Um, and some of those are offered and proposed through um, our procedure uh, through our Teaching and Learning uh, Council. Uh, it's made up of parents and teachers and community members, and uh, the course proposals are proposed to Mr. Mishke, and it goes through internal uh, teaching and learning councils at the um, elementary and secondary level, and then comes through to the community teaching and learning council and uh, for approval, and then on to uh, recommendation to the school board. So that'll happen in January also because we're already um, um, putting that registration information out for students so that um, we know um, what our staffing allocation will be and what will be needed at the high school. Um, We know what our projected enrollment will be at uh, elementary and secondary, so elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools, and then the courses that will be offered at that time too. So... Um, it's it's an annual process, but it's things that we have to um, um, make sure that we do it in a timely manner so that it can be completed by uh, March for the registration piece of it and the budget by June um, so that we're in a good place all the way all the way through and, and ready for the 2020 2021 school year. It's an amazing uh, process and really a lot that uh, goes into it. And, you know, the, the more students that you serve and the, the, the bigger the district, the, uh, the bigger the demands are, too. It is, yeah. And uh, students want those um, opportunities or, uh, in our case, like for um, college classes, they can um, choose to um, not attend the high school and attend at a at a community college or a university uh, through the post-secondary enrollment option. So we want, um, we think our teachers are, are second to none. We're, we're the best. And um, we think that we um, have all of the options for them and they can still be with their peers and earn college credit while being on campus. Very good. We're talking with uh, District 877 Superintendent Dr. Scott Thielman on our First Tuesday of January spotlight here on KRWC. I got a note uh, the other day from 
Discovery School that the uh, the options are coming open again, or uh, the uh, enrollment lottery over there, and I will be talking about that more. Uh, but uh, maybe you want to touch on that, and I know there's some other uh, other related things there too. Yeah, I, um, I, we have a whole bunch of them that are uh, I'll talk to, but I just want to remind um, parents and community um, we are in January, and we've avoided some of the big weather um, systems so far this year, but um, every every morning that um, we are hearing that there is a potential for bad weather, um, we I, I'll just share how decisions are made here in, in the school district. We, um, uh, anytime we're talking about a delay or canceling or even uh, sometimes uh, early release, um, we uh, drive the roads. I drive the roads on usually driving out by uh, KRWC. Um, that's one of my my roads that I drive to take a look at drifting and and the amount of snowfall. Um, we also talk to our local officials with Wright County, um, the cities in Buffalo, Hanover, Montrose. We talk to our bus uh, bus company and um, other school districts and what they're hearing from their bus companies and their local officials um, because sometimes systems are coming from Howard Lake and moving this way or sometimes they're coming from St. Cloud and and coming down our way. So we try to get the most relevant information uh, at um, in a timely manner just so parents and community members know that we make a decision about um, whether or not we're going to delay school. We make that decision by 5.30 in the morning because our bus, uh, bus drivers are coming in about that time to get ready and make sure that their buses are warm and ready for students. So um, we don't want them on the road either if we're going to delay or, or cancel. Um, and then when it's cold weather, we... Um, we simply really are just looking at the um, wind chill and the the, um, the weather service has the, the National Weather Service provides a wind chill chart and we take a look at uh, the temp and the wind and anything that's in a 30-minute frostbite zone will run on time. If it gets down to 10 minutes, depending on the day, we may have to cancel. So last year, I think we had uh, 35 below ambient temperature and and about 20 mile an hour winds. I think we were about a 55 uh, below in the um, in the uh, wind chill chart, if I I remember 60 uh, um, as it went on that. So we didn't even have um, our staff report or the students, obviously. Um, and when we make that call, then. Um, we call you at KRWC, we post it to um, TV, and then we send a direct message out to our parents and put out uh, information on our website and Facebook page. Um, so we have a you know 157 square miles. Um, sometimes the weather is different here in Buffalo than it is on the eastern edge um, of our district that is um, another five, 10 miles past Hanover. Um, and 
in that case, um, I just we always tell our parents that they have the final decision of whether or not they want to send their child to school. Um, we'll run buses, um, but if they feel that um, they would they want to keep their child home, they they have that final decision. So um, that's our process for weather-related um, decisions and just wanted we do this every year I think Tim and just make sure that people know um, how serious it is serious we take it and safety is number one concern and um, the process that we go about in making those calls. I was just uh, prior to um, the Christmas New Year a uh, couple of weeks there we always do our annual year in review news stories and one one of them, of course, was the weather, and, uh, you know, I must have been trying to block some of that because I uh, <laughs> was was surprised to remember that we had uh, three consecutive days there in January where school was closed because of weather. So Yeah, it, it was... It was a rough year. Extremely cold, yeah. We, we closed seven days last year. That was the most I've ever closed. I think it was a record for the district, too. Mm. Um um, but I, I'm going to shift gears a little bit and talk about some of the registration, uh, kindergarten registration. Um, we have opportunities for kindergartners coming into the district. Um, at Discovery, as you mentioned, Discovery Elementary, um, it's a multi-age uh, program for our, our students, and um, the letters have been, gone out about the lottery. It's a lottery um, uh, opportunity. They have uh, approximately 44 slots uh, available every year, and it begins at kindergarten, and uh, they go through fifth grade here. There's an information night for parents on January 28th at 6.30 in Commons A. And then we also have um, uh, other um, enrollment options. Uh, Montrose Elementary School of Innovation is a STEAM school, and STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Mathematics, and that's their emphasis at, um, at Montrose. They received um, a federal grant to uh, allow us to have that um, magnet program, and so that's open to everyone in the district as well as um, uh, school districts. Um, will, students would receive uh, transportation um from the Northwest Suburban Integration District, and that includes uh, Rockford, Elk River, uh, Osseo, uh, Noka Hennepin, and then some other districts that are pretty far away, Brooklyn uh, Center and uh, Fridley, um, and I think I'm forgetting one more, but um, those are those are open enrollment options for folks, as well as um, our Tatanka elementary STEM school, and STEM is, is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So Montrose has the arts component with the Bravo Strings program that they have down there. Uh, Tatanka has been a magnet school for many years now, um, and uh, so those are options for kindergarten parents and for kindergartners. Um, Montrose and uh, Tatanka Early registration will reopen through Northwest Suburban Integration District. They will have that up on our website, and that begins January 13th through March 6th. And then kindergarten registration for all of our schools um, 
they we begin mid to late February and we go through the first week in March. So Matros uh, kindergarten registration uh, night is February 18th. Tatanka is February 24th. Northwinds is February 27th. Hanover is March 2nd. Discovery uh, is March 3rd, beside the parent meetings that they have. Um, and then um, Parkside is March 5th. Um, I wanted to just highlight a couple of other things. We have um, the um, high school, um, Buffalo High School. Uh, tonight is their uh, eighth grade parent night. It's a, a great um, uh, informational, informative meeting for parents. Um, Mr. Mishke does a phenomenal job. I, I've been through there as my son was going into ninth grade. Um, it's very informative, and I encourage all of our parents to attend that tonight, and that'll be at the high school at uh, 7 p.m. in the Performing Arts Center. And um, all the eighth grade parents have been notified about that. Um, we're also taking applications for our Quest program, which is for highly gifted students. Um, they must qualify through testing. Um, to enter into that program, it's the top three to five percent of of all students. So if we have 500 students um, in that um, grade level, um, you know it's anywhere from 15 to 25 students that might qualify for for the uh, program. Um, it, it's usually less than that, but um, they have an um, uh, uh, informational night next Monday, January 13th, at Parkside uh, Media, Parkside Elementary Media Center at 6:30 p.m. Um, I just want to highlight a um, couple of things. Or one thing happening out at um, our uh, Buffalo High School, they have the Arts Magnet uh, Foundation Showcase, and that is um, next Tuesday, January 14th, at 7:30 p.m. in the Performing Arts Center. It's a great evening showcasing the talents of our Arts Magnus students. Uh, there'll be an art gallery there in the, in the cafeteria, as well as a, um, students will be performing a variety of acts that um, could include singing, spoken word, dancing. Um, and our Arts Magnet program at the high school, uh, obviously we only have one high school, but it's also open to the other high schools within the um Northwest Suburban Integration District and transportation is free uh, if students want to open enroll into uh, Buffalo High School. Um, and then just a final thing, on an annual basis, we have a legislative forum with our local legislators. Um, we have um, 14 school districts that are involved in this, and it's um, Districts who are members of the Wright Technical Center, the Sherburn Northern Wright Special Ed Co-op, and the Meeker and Wright um, County Special Ed uh, Special Education Co-op, um, and additional a couple other um, districts like Elk River and, and Watertown Mayor, and we come together um, with our mayors, our city council members, city administrators um, to talk about. Um, 
um, the the impacts that their decisions have on school districts. So uh, you've heard me talk about this all in ad nauseum, probably, uh, Tim. But um, the cross subsidy and the funding uh, issues for school districts, and then uh, equitable funding aid um, that needs to be a, a addressed. So. Um, it's about an hour and a half meeting. It's, it'll be held on January 29th here in the Discovery Elementary Auditorium at six, from 6.30 to 8 p.m. We have our uh, senators and representatives uh, from all of the participating school districts and cities um, invited. And typically we'll have about five to seven um, uh, senators and representatives show up. In total, so we continue to talk about uh, education issues and um, get the topics out to our legislators prior to the session starting. As I talked, uh, spoke, or mentioned uh, earlier, that uh, the session starts in February. So um, a lot of things that we cover and keep our eyes on, and um, just give you uh, an, uh, the big picture overview as we as we meet every month, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, start of the year, always uh, big things to uh, lay out for uh, the year ahead. So, always get an update on that, and always a pleasure to do that, too. So, And if they've yeah. got any questions, they can always call your office or the district. Or... Yeah, 682-8707. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Tim. Happy New Year. I hope that uh, on a weather basis we don't have to talk this month, but you never know, so we'll see. Yeah, hopefully fewer than seven times. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. District 877, Dr. Scott Thielman, Superintendent of Schools in Buffalo, Hanover, Montrose, our guest today on our Spotlight on KRWC.